Hi everybody, I'm Anthony. And I'm George. And we are the duo involved in the brand new podcast, Dads, Beards, Nerds. A concept slash conversational podcast involving nerd culture, gaming, and just about whatever else we want to talk about. Sometimes we'll have guests on, fun segments, tangents, and of course our always on segment, Beard Watch. But, 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 Beard Watch. So once again, that is the Dads, Beards, Nerds podcast coming to you on all podcast services. Until then, have a good one. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming here for the first ever episode of the Dads, Beards, Nerds podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm George. And this is the podcast where one person can grow a beautiful beard and the other one can't grow that beautiful of a beard. <laughs> we are here today. First episode, George, are you excited? I am super stoked. George, I've wanted to do something like this in so long, but I needed to find the correct amount of nerd person to do this with. What? Someone who understood... Uh, what I was talking about. Well, here I am. Oh, here you are in a, in your <laughs> ray of glory here to usher us into this wonderful, wonderful podcast. Um, so first off, let's start off with a bit of housekeeping. You can find Dad's Beards Nerds on Twitter right now at Dad's Beards Nerds. Um, that's where you find us. We're on Twitter. It's going to look very bare bones at the moment. We are getting everything going. But uh, go over there. Check out the Twitter. Shoot us a follow. Uh, we will have this episode on SoundCloud first as we continue to get it onto podcast services. Um, Tweet us those dank memes. Oh, those dank, the dankest of the memes? All the dank memes. Send them. Send them. Anyways, this, once again, Dad's Beards Nerds podcast. Um, we are very happy to start this first episode. So until then, let's get into the news. George, start us off. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, Sims Free to Play has now been banned in seven countries, and this is <laughs> this is credit to the No via YouTube. Um, I found this very interesting because Sims Free to Play actually has a lot, a huge user base, um, and a lot of content that's constantly being updated. Um, the seven countries involved are of. Uh, uh, Saudi Arabian Middle Eastern uh, origins. What's wrong with the Sims? Uh, well, there's a lot of nudity involved in the Sims, apparently, and uh, some other things, uh, including uh, male characters in the game able to become pregnant. So that has been that has, that has been the catalyst to this whole thing. Um, EA is coming out and saying that this is due to new regional standards. Um, it is on official record. Um, if you happen to be in these areas and you have this installed on your device, you can still play it for now. Um, there will be no updates available via app stores in the, in these regions um, and no more updates for these regions going forward, unfortunately. But considering the user base, it's pretty big news. I like to imagine EA as like an old Italian grandmother just like, oh, come on, it's Saudi Arabia. <laughs> right? It's just a little pregnant. It's just a little male pregnancy. It's, it's just a little uh, male oh, pregnancy. Oh, what's the problems? Yeah. So uh, basically, unfortunately... Um, Due, due to regional issue or regional standards in those regions, um, you know, EA's having to pull back. So. It's it's just such a weird thing to like draw the line on. It's like, uh, it, it's virtual world. It's not real. But my God, these men can get pregnant. Not in our this, country. This is completely unacceptable. Not in our country. This is okay. A, this is a video game and completely virtual. But we will not have this. No men's is going to get pregnant. In our country, not even video games. Like that's like the most like backwards way of thinking. But it's so weird that that's the catalyst for Sims. Not the fact that you can, you can literally trap your person in a pool <laughs> yeah. and they die. Yeah, you can basically murder people <laughs> relentlessly. But They're like, you know. listen, you can murder them via pool, fire. I don't know. Get creative. <laughs> but the second men get pregnant, no, this game is done. Yeah, no, it's banned. You're done. Get out of our country. But all the killing stuff, that's okay. We just want to reiterate, killing your character is fine. 
but getting your character pregnant if it's a man is not. Like, <laughs> that's the weirdest have thing. They, I, I just want to know, have they banned seahorses in the seas in these areas? <laughs> There's no seahorses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's literal traps in the ocean for these seahorses? The male seahorse that gives birth. <laughs> like, they've got their scientists that developed a pheromone that only attracts the male seahorse <laughs> when they have the baby seahorses in their little seahorse pouch. And they're like... No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not the way God intended it. <laughs> the male seahorse ain't taking care of these babies. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, it, it's, it is unfortunate for those that di- that do play in, in this area. But, uh, you know, we just wanted to bring that up in, in the news. Considering that The Sims Free-to-Play is a fairly large, uh, has a fairly large user base, we want to make it aware. Um, up next on news, uh, Battlefield Five, the alpha, was live. It ended on... July 2nd or July 3rd, depending on where you are in the globe. Um, it was an invite-only event, but plenty of keys were also given away on the Battlefield Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash battlefield. Um, gunplay looks impressive, really great. Destruction is awesome. Very reminiscent to me of Battlefield 3. Anthony, I know you were checking it out on a couple streams. What did you think? It looked beautiful. It looked so damn beautiful. I haven't seen a first-person shooter look that good in a long time. Now, I know that the Battlefield series has always looked really good. Um, I always thought the Battlefield series looked better than the Call of Duty series. Um, like, that was one of their themes that they were... Like, I always felt that they were going for was that... Um, you know, it's not the run-and-gun Rambo gameplay, go-on-your-own stuff, but, like, look at how... It just always looked really beautiful. Plus, I mean, like, the destruction mechanics were always something really weird to, like, fall back on. Because I know that whole Battlefield series, especially with what is a company... Not Company of Heroes, the one, Band of Brothers? A bad company. Bad company was yeah. always like, check out the damage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it wasn't, I don't think, until, like, Battlefield... Um, what was the Battlefield that came out with uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare? <clears throat> Battlefield 3. I, I think up until Battlefield 3... I, I didn't feel like you heard anything mainstream about it, <clears throat> but since Battlefield 3, um, it has definitely been a COD competitor, yeah. um, and they've doubled up on those small mechanics that make it different in its own way, Where whether it's destruction, whether it's really team-based combat that is very team-based combat. That's not a game where you can go in guns blazing on your own. And, like, get significant, like, really good scores. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to make a huge impact as a solo lone wolf player in Battlefield at all. Um, Battlefield has always been a team-based game, um, or squad-based game, um, depending on your perspective. But, uh, again, you know, uh, the destruction is, you brought up Battlefield 3, the destruction is very reminiscent of Battle to Battlefield 3 with me. I remember playing it on PlayStation and using the rubble from the buildings to drop on enemy players and just... Yeah, there's you know, genius ways that yeah. you couldn't kill people in COD. Yeah, and, and it, it really <clears throat> opens up the whole dynamic of that this is an actual battlefield. This isn't just, uh, you know, a, an arena shooter of sorts. Uh, you know, Co- Call of Duty isn't an arena shooter per se, but there's a lot more uh, dynamic uh, involvement in Battlefield than there is in, in a Call of Duty game for sure. And there always um, has been. That's always been kind of their claim, like their theme to claim, is that it's a team-based shooter. <laughs> Exactly. It's not a single-player shooter. But, I mean, that's part of the reason why people love it. Yeah. No, and it does, you know, I can attest to that. that there have been so many Battlefield <clears throat> games I've played with with numerous friends of mine. And it really does bring the player base together when they have to work as a team to accomplish a goal. Um, whereas in Call of Duty, you can have one player that just goes ham. Just a beast. And, you know, gets that ultimate <clears throat> kill streak, whatever it is. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the nuke. Or, or yeah. whatever it is, wins the game. Um, I found that to be very 
uh, anticlimactic. Um, oh, you're good. I got it right here. Okay. There we go. Um, very anticlimactic. Um, but the way Battlefield works is, you know, either the team is going to succeed or it's not, and it's 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 an awesome mechanic in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of new me- game mechanics in Battlefield Five that have been shown in the alpha. They showed um, the uh, the hooking up the artillery to mm-hmm. the back of a tank and then taking with you. Yeah. That I, seems so small, but I thought that was the coolest thing when I saw that. Yeah, and, and I like that because in <clears throat> Battlefield One it was. It got to the point where uh, the air fighters knew exactly where the AA cannons were going to be, and they would target them immediately. Yeah. Target them, and that, that was that's that's been something that's been going on in a, in a lot of the games um, in one way, shape, or another. Uh, minus, I would say Battlefield Four because they had a lot more service to air missile launchers, which was just this lock on fest. So I'm really looking. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a whole bunch of beeping, and you know, you're either popping flares or something to get away yeah. in a jet or a helicopter, or whatever it may be. But um, all those, the, I remember all those trick kills with the jets. Yeah, all those trick kills <laughs> and, and jump and out of it flew, and land back into yeah, it. Yeah, and flips in the helicopter. <laughs> I mean, I, I love the stuff, but at the end of the day, it was a lock-on fest. It was it was just a big game of whose missile launcher can lock onto this target first. Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of skill involved. So in, with it being set in World War II, I feel like that's not going to be the case because we didn't have Stinger launchers, you know, we didn't have all this stuff. Um, but anyway, a lot of new game mechanics being introduced, a lot of good impressions being left on those lucky enough to have received keys to the Alpha. Unfortunately, I did not get into the Alpha. I'm very sad about that. I was watching uh, some of the gameplay from uh, Thug and Duggan um, from IGN. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug, I can't remember his, his first name, but... Um, it just looked really, really, really good. And I did see some people on there. I don't know if they've gotten a little lax with the whole team-based stuff or maybe the team they were playing was, was just a bad team. But um, I have seen some videos of people kind of soloing it during team-based play and doing really, really, really good. Um, but I highly doubt they're going away from that team-based. Yeah. That's been their, their caveat. Yeah. That's been their thing it, is it, team-based combat. And don't don't get me wrong. Like I don't want to make it sound like it's, a team, it's so team-based <clears throat> like it is in Overwatch where – you need six people to yeah. consistently work together. Battlefield is so large. You know, we're talking about. I think it's thirty-two versus thirty-two servers. I think it's good though. Yeah, I mean, and there's you still have the ability as a solo player to go in and play the game, but you're going to be put into a squad with other people, and you really are encouraged to work with them. Like yeah, you're it, not. They're not rewarding. Uh, you know, Ramboism. Exactly. For lack of a better term. Exactly. As well as COD would do, and I like that. That's their thing. Like, whenever I've thought of Battlefield, I've always thought of team-based combat. A combat system where um, you might do well as a solo player in, in you know, uh, team-oriented, uh, uh, you know, fights and stuff like that. But you're not going to do as well as you would in, in COD. And I like the fact that, that you have sort of a, um, not, uh, like, held back. But it's their theme. Like, I love that. I love... COD is its own thing and Battlefield is, is its own thing. If you're complaining that, oh, I wish I could solo easier on here, go to COD. Go play COD. Yeah. If, I, if, if you hate the way the teams work in COD, go to Battlefield. There's something for every mood in both those games. Not to mention, like, just Battlefield Five is, is going to be really good. I, I got into Battlefield One really late. I got it uh, super cheap for a deal. Hopped in, played a bit of that multiplayer, and it was really good. Yeah. And I wish I would have uh, jumped into that sooner. Because I did enjoy that multiplayer. Um, I wish I would have jumped in sooner in order to get a better grasp on how that works. That was really my first intro to a Battlefield game, playing-wise. I have followed up on Battlefield games as they've been coming out over the years. I was always more of a COD fan, but I did like the way it worked. Um, I liked the way yeah. it moved. It it flowed a lot better, I feel, than COD. Yeah. Not to mention stuff like spawn points. Um, you know, Team killing, spawn killing, they weren't really something there. 
to annoy you because I feel like they've got that so compact and yeah. so well and so down to a T. Yeah. Back in the, back in the day, <clears throat> Battlefield 3 had some issues with with spawn camping and things like that, but they really worked it over with Battlefield 4. Battlefield 4 had a really rough start. No one's denying that. It came around to be a really great game in the end. Um, for those of you that don't know me, um, I have been a game changer for EA. I have done a lot of testing for Battlefield in the past. Um, I'm actually in the credits for Battlefield Hardline myself, which was an amazing experience. And I know a lot of people don't really like that game as a Battlefield game, but man, it's fun. Um, and if you haven't played it, I strongly suggest you do so because it really takes that team. Hardline is like, a Rainbow Six-esque one, right? Uh a lot of people say Rainbow Six, but yeah, it's basically well, Rainbow Six Siege. It's basically like cops versus robbers. Um, so payday a little bit, a little bit more payday okay. than uh, Rainbow Six, or like a say. nice mix between payday and Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, and okay. with a battlefield feel where you okay. have that, you still have medics, you still have things like that, but it's less a dynamic where uh, we're talking about like all-out warfare, like tanks, yeah, you know, artillery stuff like that. Battlefield Hardline was cops, cruisers. Uh, motorcycles okay you know stuff like the armored personnel character carriers that SWAT teams would use nothing really to the dynamic military extent of a full army yeah okay so so you had a little bit more of a more like a SWAT team as opposed to a military yeah enforcement so team. you had a lot more is that a theme military enforcement team did I just make that up I think you did make <laughs> oh yeah a military enforcement team uh, go re- get to your nearest recruiter and ask them, I want to be part of that military enforcement team I'm but, so sorry as you can tell George knows way more about battlefield than I do we're both gonna you know throughout this this long long series of podcasts will have our definitely our uh, expertise but George is the man when it comes to Battlefield games or just dice games in general, I feel. Yeah, no, I, I've got a lot of experience. I know a lot of a lot of the people at EA, at DICE, that have worked on these games uh, personally, met them in real life. They're amazing folks. Um, I know a lot of people have the perception of EA that they are this giant corporation. That's well, EA, the company. When yeah. you get down to EA and their publishers, you got sep- to be able to but separate But yeah, those. and that's what I was just going <clears> to <throat> touch on is that, you know, take in mind that, you know, we have, e- we have publishers... But we also have uh, smaller studios that work under those publishers, like Dice, like you know several others. Uh, um, Visceral that recently sh- shut down. Rest in peace, for us, Visceral. They were they were a part. Excuse me. They were involved and part of the Hardline uh, production. Um, those guys were amazing. They poured their heart into the game, and they they all wanted to make it better for the player yeah but uh you know getting back to battlefield 5 guys the release date for battlefield 5 is set for october 16th 2018 of course that's subject to change if anything crazy comes up but right now it's looking pretty solid i like the fact that we're in a gaming culture right now um and climate where um not as many people complain about when games get pushed back now yeah uh, a lot of people over the years especially as we're all getting old that first real generation of gamers is getting older and they're like people will complain like no 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 let them have yeah. their time no and that's how i feel now i'm like you know what if they announce a delay let you know let them take it because i remember back in like what even 10 years ago the game would get delayed yeah. and everybody like well, no what's delayed are you fucking kidding me well, well i was just talking about battlefield 4 having a hard launch that game had some terrible server issues when it first launched and it should have in my opinion been delayed yeah um because of those issues now it came back around and it still to this day has a huge player base a lot of people that play it a lot of people that enjoy it myself included more of a pc base at the moment though i would imagine well yeah of course it's like have you tried to jump onto the uh what's one with the giant mechs 
Uh, just got the second game. It released during the same time as Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty World War 2. Wow, I'm blanking. Titanfall. Titanfall 2. Have you tried <laughs> to log on the Titanfall 2 servers? I have not. Oh my god, it's abysmal. George, I have it for my PlayStation 4, and I can't play that game online. Um, I got into a party with only one other know, person. But the thing about Titanfall 2 is they <clears> released it, like, what was it, like a week after Battlefield 1 and in between Call they of really, Duty? They literally made it to where it skewed numbers. Yeah, no, it, it was a really bad decision on EA's part. I think EA even acknowledged it at one point i may be mistaken they literally sent it out to die yeah but unfortunately titanfall 2 had so much potential it's a great game if you've never played the single player fantastic single player campaign it just it launched at the wrong time it should have been launched about a month or two months after should have waited and yeah. and uh i yep. think they would have had a lot more success with it but anyway guys uh getting back to battlefield 5 let us know what you think tweet us let us know if you guys got into the the alpha and uh let us know exactly what you you thought of the gameplay and and uh and yeah we'll, we'll chat about it via there's, twitter there's no comments below but i really want to be like let us know in the comments yeah. below let us know in the comments <laughs> let us know in our youtube comments below even though we're not on youtube we don't have a youtube yet that'll, that'll be coming once we've got our logo yeah. and, and banner everything done um for now obviously this podcast will be on more podcast services until we can get it on itunes as well so like soundcloud's the best bet but just like super caveats that you see these people on all these other podcasts and shows say okay Next topic, George, bring us in because this is another one of your expertise. Okay. Uh, PUBG Corp has recently dropped their dropped their lawsuit against Fortnite developer <laughs> Epic Games. And we talked about this on our, a couple weeks ago on your podcast. So yeah. um, it's kind of ironic. Uh, PUBG was suing Fortnite for uh, basically copying their game mode. <laughs> the irony being Epic Games created the engine that PUBG is using. So there was a really big... Okay, so... When, uh, you know, Fortnite didn't start out as a battle royale game. It started out as uh, a more of, like, a sort of games as a service. Yeah. Um, you could kind of put it close to as something kind of like on Farmville, but without the energy. As someone who, who bought the Founders Pack, and I have played the base game, the Save the World mode, wonderful game. It is very much, though, like, you get, uh, you know, schematics, you can make those weapons, but you, you don't... It's fine, still, man. You don't have... A, uh, um, a fine, you have a finite amount of resources and, and there are times where you have to grind for more resources so I remember when Fortnite came out and they were like hey we're making our own battle royale mode they even referenced PUBG yeah. in it in the marketing material so PUBG, this isn't the first time PUBG has tried to, to sue Fortnite what's funny is, is every time PUBG has tried to sue Fortnite they fell. I was in a Korean court. This got this got pushed down, right? Mm-hmm. It now, was in Korea, yeah. If you're wondering why it, 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 it was in a Korean court is because I believe uh, Blue Gills. Well, well, and they, they didn't lose it in court. They dropped the lawsuit completely. Yeah, because they realized it was ridiculous. Yeah, basically. Like, that's like, that's basically, like, yeah, probably because that's actually in our show notes. Probably because it was dumb as fuck. Well, really, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like Call of Duty or it's like the makers of Call of Duty trying to sue the uh, EA because they have similar games. Like, you can't. You can't sue someone for your same game type. That's the dumbest thing. Yeah. Or else, Ze- or the makers of Zelda, Nintendo would be suing everybody for, for they'd be suing Oceanhorn, mm-hmm. Hyperlight Drifter. They'd be suing everyone. <clears throat> That's like being like, um, you can't sue. Like it's just it's so stupid. It's such a stupid concept that that you would try to sue someone for that same kind of game type. When in reality, I think they're just pissed off because Fortnite has a more optimized game. And I, I would I would agree with that. Um, based off I, now, granted, right out the gate, 
I have not played Fortnite. However, I have watched you play Fortnite. I have seen plenty of other people play Fortnite. I, however, have played a lot of PUBG. And I will tell you, the hit detection in Fortnite, in my opinion, is far superior um, in terms of actually hitting hitboxes. Um, I feel like the PUBG environment is kind of wonky, especially when the server count is extremely high. Now, at least r- in my real quick, experience. full disclosure, I have never played PUBG. Yeah, um, so, I don't, so, I don't so we, have, we, have, we have one person here, myself, that has played a lot of PUBG. <laughs> Anthony has played a lot of Fortnite, so this is a yeah, really yeah. So, good so compared I'm, contrast. I'm not... I'm not um, I have no opinions on PUBG other than uh, Fortnite is better optimized. That's a fact. Yeah. That's not that's not an opinion. That's an actual fact. Um, I would, I, you know, one day I will try PUBG, and it's not that I'm not playing it because I don't want to. I just don't have the means to play it. I have wanted to try it. There have been times where Fortnite has made me so mad that I've said to, to people like George, I would rather, from what I see, PUBG looks like those hitboxes make more sense. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I have not played PUBG. It looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is no judgment on PUBG on my part, but um, this whole lawsuit thing is just—it's silly. Yeah, it, it, it's silly from the get-go, especially because considering the fact that Epic Games licensed the engine to PUBG, uh, that's where I was like, you, "How is this going to work?" Because well, this is their engine. I mean, they could literally yeah. say, "You know, what? you're done. Fuck you." Yeah, and then pull the engine. Enjoy no more or, updates yeah, to your you, game. You, you know, we're not going to renew your license, and that's it. Be extremely um, petty, but yeah, it would be extremely petty. And you know, Epic Games is getting cash money for that. Oh no, As, Epic Games right now. Oh wait, are you talking about for PUBG or Fortnite? Well, for both, they're making I mean, like two million plus a day in so, Fortnite. So, so we have, we have, you have to have licensing fees coming from PUBG Corporation yeah. to Epic Games. One, so they're making money there, and then two, you know, Epic Games is making money on their own game with that same engine. So yes. double dipping, so to speak. Um, <laughs> you know, but they, but in PUBG's defense, they have won in Korean courts versus some other smaller developers, particularly. Um, iPhone ripoffs of or of the PUBG app, um, some other smaller games with a emphasis on battle royale. I think it's um, ridiculous. You can't own the battle royale mode. Now you can uh, now if they called it the battle royale mode, like Fortnite has, which I'll give them that. PUBG's has battle royale mode. Yeah, for sure. But in in, in PUBG's, you know, to play devil's advocate here, the 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 court cases that they did win were very very blatant ripoffs. I okay, mean, okay. to the point that I mean, it looked like PUBG. It played like PUBG. Like when I you mean, see on like the App Store, and it's like, "Come play Ninja Fight Story," and it's every Naruto character. In yeah, there. <laughs> so so exactly that. Um, you know, but again, you know, this people, you know, myself included, have often you know have come to the conclusion that you know maybe PUBG said, you know what, this isn't worth the salt. We're going to drop this lawsuit because of the engine being involved. Because hey, let's face it, Epic doesn't renew it, and I don't think Epic would have ever taken that engine away from them. I think that this battle would have been very costly to uh, the blue. What is the blue hole? To blue hole. Yeah, blue I always hole. want to say blue balls because Doctor Disrespect is always calling them blue balls. Yeah, but I think I really honestly think this lawsuit would have cost Blue Hole a lot more money than they anti- <laughs> they had anticipated. Because if they really believed in this lawsuit. They could have pursued it, but it was probably going to cost way. Like, I'm sure every company has their analysts. They got their bean counters going over what it would cost, and I'm sure they got to. They had an idea of what it would, and, and a mark and a point where it's like, if it's only going to cost this much, it's worth it. We go through it. Yeah. And I bet that that theme, the, the projected, you know, the analysts projected the theme to go way higher than they thought, and they were like, okay, we just got to deal with it. Well, and then Epic probably turned around and said, hey, here's my four aces. Aces. 
you really want to go here, bro? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, 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 it's still, it's, it's game mode. And I understand that, that, uh, you know, the, the, the main guy who made, you know, the original Arma mod to that and then made it into yeah. PUBG. Player and um, I understand that, that he kind of, he took a genre that wasn't really a genre, but more of an idea at a point, and he optimized it to become an actual genre, which is hard to do as it is. Oh, hell to yeah. take an idea and make that to a legitimate genre is something. But when you make it into a genre, you open that up to everybody else. Yeah. You cannot pat it a genre of something that would be like Friday the 13th suing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because they took the horror genre, uh, genre away for them right it is um, yeah and I agree with you there yeah it's like it's like releasing your source code to everybody then suing someone for, for uh, optimizing that source code yeah it just it's something you can't do you can't do that like like you I don't know I, I just I, I don't like they're blatant lawsuits I think a lot of it too is 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 a bit of they're not making as much as, as Fortnite's making now because let's face it, Fortnite cut out a lot of their business. Oh, they took a huge chunk of that battle royale market. What, no what's doubt. everybody worried focused on now? Fortnite. Remember when H1Z1 and Battle Royale were the tournaments everybody was watching? Yep. And what are they watching now? When you've got people like Ninja teaming up with Marshmallow, the EDM artist, um, you know, and playing those tournaments, or you or have Drake. He yeah, was playing with Drake. Yeah. yeah. Like it's you're, you're taking away all that that fan base or that player base. And you're bringing it over to, to to your you know player base, and obviously PUBG doesn't like that. They want that player base. What, dude? For like six months, PUBG owned yeah a well just owned well, gaming in general. They, and they're still. I mean, don't get me wrong. PUBG still has a very healthy mm. player base. It, it it has declined, like yeah. you said, but it has sustained. And I don't think it's it's gonna go anywhere per se. But I could see uh. Blue Hole or PUBG Corp being a little antsy. Well, about the it. best part is, is they were suing them for this, and then they literally took Fortnite's Battle Pass model. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not fair to say them too. Rocket League did the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Rocket, Rocket League, League did it too. too. Yeah, for sure. But Rocket League is soccer cars. So yeah. You can't real. I mean, it's it, soccer cars. Or is it Battle Royale? Or is it Anthony? I, I'm getting mad at Rocket League. Well, hey, hey we here at Rocket League have introduced our new Battle Royale soccer mode. It's Battle Royale <laughs> soccer. What was it like? Uh, my favorite thing is all the jokes that are in the Battle Royale. It was like, uh, here comes Kingdom Hearts 3 Battle Royale. Yeah. Like, everybody adding Battle Royale. Well, I mean, everything. even getting back to our, our other topic, <laughs> Battlefield 5, they announced a Battle Royale mode. I mean, if you're not, if you're making some sort of FPS game or a game that involves guns and you're not doing a Battle Royale mode at this point, you're really missing out. Well, in, 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 you have to. It's, in, it's, in, in, in Battlefield and <clears throat> EA's defense, they had something very, somewhat reminiscent of it. Um, I could see how they kind of took the jump from this to the to Battle Royale, but they yeah. had a game mode in Battlefield 3 called Gunmaster. Gunmaster was a very interesting mode because as you progressed to it in kills, you had to get two kills per, for every weapon. Yeah. So and gun you, game? So you're saying Call of Duty stole gun game from Battlefield 3? Actually, I think Battlefield stole it from Call of Duty, but you can basically <clears throat> set the server to have certain weapons. Yeah. So it, it was a very interesting take on it, but everybody dropped in and only had this weapon to start and as you progressed you changed guns yeah. up until you finished the game with all the kills yeah. now I can understand that emphasis being tweaked and looked at from a battle royale perspective like they are with Battlefield 5 yeah. I think it's going to be a really interesting concept because they are talking about the fact that you know this is going to be a paratrooper thing so you're going to be parachuting in everyone's obviously going to have a weapon to yeah. start but you're going to be able to acquire better weapons to progress in this game mode i feel it's kind of weird though like battlefield was the one game like if they didn't do a battle royale mode i think nobody would care just because it's battlefield yeah. it's got its fan base For call sure. of duty i get it 
they're always on the latest trends. But yeah. um, I didn't expect EA and Battlefield to go that route. Honestly, I kind of wish as somebody, everybody as, would just let Fortnite and PUBG do the battle royale yeah. mode and not worry about it. As somebody that that has played a lot of Battlefield, I did not expect a battle royale mode. Um, I'm still gonna check it out, but I, I didn't expect it. Yeah. All right, George. Next topic. All right, <clears throat> Fallout 76. We have an update. Um, and this is also credit to The Know via YouTube. Um, the Know is a great channel, by the way, if you've never checked them out. A lot of great people from Rooster Teeth over there. Um, <clears throat> Rooster so, Teeth! Sorry, I just felt like that needed to be said. <laughs> so, Fallout 76. PvP concerns have been addressed recently by Todd Howard. Um, basically, he said, underleveled players in the party will be buffed to not be killable. Um, currently, the cap for that is level 5 and below. Okay. Um, the feature could be changed before release. Now, this is something that a lot of people were addressing and concerned is about. from the alpha? Well, they haven't even alphaed yet. Okay, but... Th- I thought they... Okay, but codes are going out soon, right? Supposedly. That's still a okay. big rumor. I signed um, up for this alpha. Yeah, so so the, the alpha or the beta, whatever you want to call it, that, that Bethesda's calling, the break it early test application which is, is smart i kind of like that yeah, they said that that that's what they actually named it in the uh the uh presentation they're um, e3 right they're yeah. e3 break uh, it early break it early test I mean, it t- todd howard was just like because apparently these <laughs> internet games are hard to program real quick I don't know. did you watch the e3 pre- or the uh the bethesda press conference fuck yeah did you see the faces for andrew wk those people were like oh, yeah. get this fucker off the stage so, like, I don't care about him. I want to see gameplay. Yeah, like they were just like, oh my god. Andrew WK, I just if you ever listen to this podcast and you find yourself to episode one, I just want you to know you put on an awesome show and I appreciate what you did. But uh, live bands at E3 press conferences or E3 in general, they're not there to shine. You're filler. You're like that pretty girl on a on an import souped up car. <laughs> You're cute to look at, but in the end, nobody gives a fuck about you. I appreciate you, though. They're all looking at the car, though. <laughs> so Fallout 76, we got the uh, fast travel confirmed. No mounts in game. Yeah. Um, that no makes mounts. sense. There's no. Yeah. There's never been a mount in any Fallout game before. No, there's never been mounts. Well, it's but be, a but car. Let's call it a car. But people had speculation with <clears throat> Skyrim and things involved that there may be mounts. Wait, but... did you use a horse in Skyrim? I, I so. never yeah. touched a fucking horse. No, there are horses yeah, in Skyrim. Yeah, there are horses, I have yeah. played Skyrim since it came out, and I have never once hopped on a horse. You want to know a fun fact? Yeah. As a huge Bethesda fan, uh-huh. I've never played Skyrim. And this podcast is done. Thank you guys so much for the first and last episode of Dad's, Dad's Beard's Nerds. Uh, we'll be returning with a different name and different co-host. No, I'm just playing. Um, no, no, they have horses yeah. in there. And like, I remember seeing the pictures of like a horse completely vertical on a mountain. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, I saw that meme screw too. Screw you, physics, or something <laughs> like that. Horses. Yeah. But I've never... like when, Has a Bethesda game ever had some sort of a mount or a car? I don't believe so. I mean, no... I don't. I don't think yeah. so. So this um, makes sense. Like, I, I, other yeah, other than than the, the horses in Skyrim, <clears throat> which I'm not even 100 percent sure you can mount. Um, yeah, no, you you can ride horses. Yeah, in Skyrim. I'm yeah, fairly yeah, certain you, you could. Again, I've never played it. I'm a terrible. It's not player. as in depth as something like Red Dead Redemption, where like the horse, the certain horses are faster than other horses. Right. Um, well, at least I don't think I might be talking on my ass, and there's people listening to this going like, "Fake nerd, fake news." But like for the most part, um, fast travel has always been a Bethesda thing. Yeah. That they that they like sunk their well, heels in deep on. And, and particularly in Fallout, you know, you always use the pit boy to fast travel the locations that you have found previously. Again, they did confirm in this with with Fallout seventy six that you know you won't be able to fast tra- fast travel away from a fight. 
Um, again, you know, if there are hostile people or hostile enemies near you, you're not going to be able to be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, that's, that's you know, a lot of games that do fast travel do yeah. that as well, so, not so, just Bethesda. So, so knowing Bethesda, and, and they've come out and said it themselves, that I, I believe in, firmly in the fact that you're Although, not going to be able to do Real quick, that. George, can we both agree on the most annoying thing in Fallout and Skyrim is... Uh, you cannot fast travel. There's enemies near you, and you look everywhere, and there are no enemies near you. Well, and there's a fucking mud crab, crab, or one of those fucking rad rats or rad roaches yeah. rad hanging roach. out in a bush, <laughs> hiding from you, and you've got to find this fucker out via what's the uh, the in vats? Yeah, vats. And he's over there, three miles away, and you're like, really? Yeah. This all, guy's what's you, keeping you, me all, from running? All you gotta have is a little bit more perception, <laughs> Anthony, and you'll be okay. You gotta get that bobblehead, man. He doesn't. Even to fight he's running away he's got a family <laughs> so so anyway uh fast travel has been confirmed no mounts so like we, we said before um and if you don't want to take part in the pve aspect of fallout 76 todd howard was quoted saying it is completely optional you are not required to go pve in this game however i've seen some very in or i've heard and seen some very interesting things about people that go quote-unquote rogue i'm going to use that term from the division yeah i was gonna say the division um, <laughs> so it, 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 if there's an event where a player attacks you supposedly they, gain, they don't they have to initiate it well, they have to initiate, but they, they gain some kind of notoriety in the area. Okay. So, um, what they were explaining is... As a douche? Is basically. What, what, <laughs> what, they're, what, what they're going towards is, basically, if you're a murderous asshole in Fallout 76, um, shopkeepers won't serve you. Um, you won't be able to gather or, or trade for resources efficiently. Uh-huh. Um, There'll be something above your name? Uh, essentially, and then not only okay. that, you'll have a, a, a bounty on you. Okay. Now, now, there's two ways to do that. You can actually jail that player yeah. physically in a cell. <laughs> you go to their house and you knock them out and put them inside a prison well, you made it, inside your basement? Well, well you, in, in Perhaps like a hole where you make them put lotion on their skin daily <laughs> while maybe, you hold a puppy? Maybe. Um, but you, if you saw in the in the, uh, the, the release of the, the, uh, the gameplay footage and the trailer, um, the, the one player that was attacking the player in the very beginning near the uh, mobile homes... Um, actually gets downed and they go down to their knees and basically at the very end uh of the trailer they get executed now you can choose to kill that person and you will receive those caps for that yeah. bounty or you can turn them in also so it, it, it it's sounding like there's going to be a, a dynamic of that where you know you can actually hold people in a cell and then turn them in to obtain that bounty or you can outright kill whoever chose that pose must have been a really good like big tebow fan tim tebow fan (laughs) yeah he's like listen here's what's gonna happen he's gonna drop on a knee it's gonna look like he's praying but then you're gonna go up and you're gonna blast him blast the fucking head boom take that tebow for ruining the nfl (laughs) ain't nobody taking a knee not anymore anyway um but yeah so a lot of good updates to fallout 76 a lot of issues that were addressed I'm super hyped for this. In fact, on the way home from work today, I was listening to John Denver, Take Me Home, Country Road. Take me home, Country Road. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am super hyped for 70, Fallout 76. My, uh, are, are, are you going to pick it up on console? or? Because um, I'm definitely buying it on PC. Okay, so I'm I'm on the fence about this. My wife, though, super pumped. So, yes, we will be buying it day one. My wife loves Fallout. Um, I got her into Fallout, and she took to that shit quick. Um me, however, I, it doesn't do it for me. Um, I like one of my issues with, and I've told you this plenty of times, just on our own, is the uh, 
the stuff that the, the places you're making the elements you're making look way too easily destructible yeah i don't want to spend hours and hours optimizing a place for some fucking sound monster to come in and destroy it in one shot well and that was something i was thinking about recently too because you and i have talked about this uh one-on-one it's interesting because I'm currently playing through, uh, I just picked it up, Fallout New Vegas on PC, um, picked it up on the Steam sale, and we're going to be talking about that in a bit on um, what we're playing uh, later on in the segment. But, uh, you know, the thing about Fallout is in the single player campaign, as you level up, the enemies also level up. It's all Fallouts, right? So, pretty much, yeah. for, for, from what I understand. I've never played the Fallout 1 and Fallout 2. Well, like, like what? With Fallout 4, though, you know what areas you're supposed to be and what areas you're not, too. But I definitely agree with you on it. Fallout 4, I tried Fallout 3. Wasn't my thing. Um, it's too gray. I like colors. It, it, but Fallout 4 definitely feels like there's spots where you're supposed to be at a certain level and spots where you're not supposed to be. Yeah. But I do feel like when you return to Sanctuary in Fallout 4, the monsters do... They don't go down quite as easy. They're yeah. still easy. Yep. But I feel like they do scale to a bit yeah every every random encounter and everything in fallout scales up with you as the player so i really wonder how this is going to work in the pva aspect when you have let's say you're level 10 yeah we hook up on playstation i'm level 22 yeah but you're being buffed i'm being buffed to your level right well supposedly but that currently they're they're saying that's only five and below makes you unkillable but you know, maybe you're being buffed up to my level, but is your armor going to withstand those attacks? Is you know, you know what I'm saying? There's still a lot of questions that we that, don't that have. That buff answered. has got to like go to weapons and armor as well. I know Fortnite yeah. does this. If you're like level 46 and you hop into a level 86 game, it slightly buffs you up to more like like 76 to where you're within yeah. that range to where you're not like a skull above yeah. all the enemies. Yeah, and and I would hope that mm. to be the case. We don't have that confirmed yet, but I would hope that to be the case. But uh, considering how the pve aspect is going to work with fallout we've never had this aspect you know i really wonder how the enemy levels are going to scale and is it going to scale proportionally because again you know you can have if we have a squad of four people going into a game two of them are under leveled is it worth it you know i i kind of i i, I, I don't think it is i, I i'm gonna wonder how that works out because they're not time, gonna have the same weapons as you yeah and time time is gonna tell tell now is it worth it to the players that are under level to go into that? Yeah, Probably, course, because they're going to get better gear. But I have a feeling, like, your weapons are, are... Because, what, Fallout 4 implemented the whole, like, upgrading weapon system, right? Yeah, you can upgrade a mod. So, well, you can do that in New Vegas, too, okay. and Fallout 3. But all your weapons as, like... I'm just using the level... So let's say you're level 40, they're level 5. Your weapons should, theoretically, be way more superior than theirs because you have upgraded every facet of this weapon. And they have not. So well, and then you there. There's a second side of that, Anthony, is that the special stats also play into it. Yeah, that's true. so you have special stats, and you have your attributes. They're stats. gonna have the bobbleheads in there too. I'm sure. They, well, actually, in one of the tra- they, yeah, there's a bobblehead in one of the trailers. So yeah, okay, I, I think that was a stupid question. My part. Yeah, Sorry, I, I think, <laughs> it's, it's okay. I forgive you. Um, but there, there's going to be a lot involved considering how dynamic Fallout games are in stats, just yeah. like Skyrim. Yeah, I mean, very stat oriented. Yeah, it's very stat oriented. I really wonder how it's going to break down. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see. I know my wife is going to play the shit out of this game. Um, I'll, I'll test the waters with it, but yeah. I don't anticipate myself being into this game as much as you are. Like I said, you, we, we, throughout these these podcasts, you're definitely going to see what games both of us are experts at and what we know the best. Um, and I'm going to segue like into this game, Pokemon. Quest, it's got me by the fucking Pokeballs. Did you see what I did there? Oh, Pokeballs. Holy shit. 
Pokemon Quest. Why did you do this to me? I have spent real money on this game, George. And this oh, is you a have? I have spent oh, effectively goodness. $10 on this game. <laughs> um, so... Ten whole dog hairs. I don't understand why this game has me by the fucking balls. But it does, and I love it. This... So, like... Okay, so let's start off with this. First off, all the Pokemon in there have this these new, like, blocky, like, forms... Yeah, it kind of looks like it was done in Minecraft. Yeah, a little bit. Like, they're all... They've got, like... They're not... They don't look like like you would see them in a Pokemon game. They're very blocky. It's very, like, kind of pixel-esque, but if the pixels were bigger... Um, or Lego-y. Yeah, Lego-y. Yeah, yeah Lego-y, Lego-y is a way... like Kind of, like, Lego-esque. Um, and when you go into battle or you... Like, you've got zones. So every zone has, like, five... Like, like one, 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 two, one, three. But it's based off your power level. So I'll explain the power levels here in a moment but every zone so you've got like five like basically different parts of this zone and once you get to the final one it's like the boss zone where like the end so sorry i'm getting ahead of myself every zone you fight waves of monsters and then the very last monster you fight usually is like the boss it looks bigger and it's usually accompanied by three or four other pokemon that are smaller than them you fight it you beat the boss you go on to the next part of that zone so zone one 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 two one three blah 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 so it's kind of like Sonic and the way yeah. they set up the stages. Okay. And then the final uh, zone within a zone, uh, like you get to the last boss, and they're obviously the harder boss. It even says boss. And you've got a power level. So as you're leveling up your Pokemon, your overall power level of your three Pokemon party are going up. But you're also getting like power stones that go for uh, HP and attack that add to this power level. Like right now my power level is at like 5,900. Um, and I'm in like, I think... Uh, zone 7 of, I want to say, about 12. Um, and so you're constantly... Level- and the Pokemon, they level they, they level up at the same levels they would level up in the game. Um, and Pokemon that would normally level up via a Elemental Stone, they've got a level now. There's no stones in this game. So a Pikachu levels up, I think, at like, like level 24 to, into a Raichu. Um, but, uh, like, I've got a Venusaur right now. I've got uh, a Pidgeotto and, um, like, a, a Onix. And all, I, I want to say it's just the original 150 mm-hmm. are in the game. Yeah, I was just going to ask how many Pokemon are... I want to say it's the original 150. I can't say 151 because I'm not sure if Mew's in it. But like, uh, so you're taking this three-party group, you're taking them to the zones, you're clearing the zone, you're going to the next zone. Um, now, as to get more Pokemon in your party, you're using a, uh, a cooking system that attracts these Pokemon to your camp. And then that's how you, you capture them quote-unquote capture them so like there are different recipes uh i went on ign.com and i was looking at the recipes so like one of them's like a hodgepodge recipe where it just attracts a pokemon there's no rhyme or reason to which one it is it's just random then there are recipes where like it attracts pokemon that have blue in them pokemon that have red yellow uh there's uh recipes to attract dragon type rock type water type okay that's Um, really cool but you're earning these these um these bits for the recipe within each round as well. Well, same with the, like the power stones that you're getting too. So when you get to your cooking thing, you know it's using three of these resources per one, and there's like eight different resources, um, and you know it pulls them in, and it's like this is a soft item that is spicy. This is a hard item that's cool. Like the rest, a lot of the recipes are like um, four soft items, two hard items of these colors, and it attracts this. Um, it's it's just enough in-depth to where it keeps you in there. Mm-hmm. And then 
like when you clear a zone though they give you a statue that you can place in your camp that allows pokemon up to a certain level to level up faster oh so they're really giving cool. you incentive to level up other pokemon and and there's a pokedex as well for the for the pokemon collectors who like to do that shit um but it is it's it's just enough in depth to the point where like it's got me grabbed that there's other all these other meta and subsystems um the cool thing with the battle system too is like you basically got your Pokemon on there. They're moving on their own. They got a base attack that they can do on their own, and they have uh, some Pokemon will have one special attack, some have two. Um, it it's random, so some of the Pokemon you'll get uh, will have two attacks, some of them will only have one. Um, the ones that have one attack, they'll have three slots that you can upgrade that attack. There's different stones too that'll allow you to like hit a larger area, uh, hit an extra attack. Uh, I can't remember what the third one is, but um, <clears throat> it's fun. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I didn't expect it to be this uh, this engaging. And I actually heard about it from one of uh, the people that, that you may know who also work in the same uh, field as you, uh, Marcus. Oh, okay. Marcus is the one who told me about this. And he's the one, oh, it's coming to phone today. And I was like, what the fuck? Downloaded it. And I've been hooked ever since. <coughs> well, I mean, I, even, <coughs> even I've been checking it out. I, I might have to download it this weekend and, and, and play it after what you told me. Because it sounds really in-depth and a lot of fun. It's a great game. It's yeah. it's very... It is surprisingly more in-depth than, than I expected. Now, now, you said you spent $10 on this, Anthony. And here is the $10 million question of the night. Yeah. Is this game play to win? Or no. pay to win, excuse me, not play to win. No. Every game is play to no, win, no, no, no. pay it's, to win. It, it's very not pay to win. I don't believe there's any sort of PvP aspect to this. So, like, when I hear pay to win, there's got to be, there's usually a PvP aspect to it. Great. But even then, you do not need to pay a single cent to be really fucking awesome at this game. The stuff I bought were very, were like, there is a pack for $30 you can buy that gives you everything that you can buy incrementally. Like, there's there's different packs. There's, like... One pack I bought was like a special, this is the first week it's out or first month. So it gives you like a Pikachu and a statue you can place that gives you like one and a half times chance of attracting two Pokemon with your cooking as opposed to one. Okay. So per pot, it's usually one Pokemon. And it gives you a Pikachu, it gives you the statue, and it gives you like a hundred of their like V-Bucks. I'm using V-Bucks as, as, as a... Euphemism. Yeah, euphemism, but they're Pokemon tickets. Okay. And then there are other things like I bought another one that was like two ninety nine. No, I'm sorry. No, I haven't paid ten dollars. I'm sorry. I think I've paid like five, or maybe four or three, whatever. But there's another one that I bought that gave me another statue that makes it to where um, fuck, what was it? It was like a dual statue. I can't remember what it does, but it also gave me like every pack that you can buy. If you don't buy the one with all the packs, it gives you like a statue, uh, like one to two Pokemon. Like one of them gives you a Lapras. Yeah. The, uh, so the ones I bought, I got a Pikachu out of it, and then I got a Nidoran and a Nidorina <clears throat> out of it, plus statues. Um, it's it's a great game. It's super intuitive. It it from what I've talked to, like with Marcus, um, it's very Pokemon Mystery Dungeon esque, okay. where the Pokemon are doing their own thing, yeah. and you are optimizing the Pokemon to do their thing. Right. There's no real trainer about it, um, but it's got a like as opposed to like the the, the grind, you know, the circle. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really intuitive. You don't feel like you're doing chores like with World of Warcraft. You know, oh, I gotta go do my chores. Yeah. Um, it just it's it's very intuitive game. I'm surprised that they were able to make that intuitive game 
on a mobile uh, platform, even on Switch. It's very much a mobile game. They put it on Switch. I recommend getting it on your phone on Android yeah. as opposed to the Switch just because you can take your phone a lot more places and you're connected via your LTE. Yeah, and you, you don't have to worry about people shooting you for your Switch like but you no. do in Fresno. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Give me that Switch! No! Oh, I'll shoot you. Take the Switch. It's got Mario Odyssey on it. You will have fun, sir. <laughs> just hold on. Let me delete my Breath of the Wild character because I don't yeah. want you to have everything Yeah, let me Yeah, let me delete all this shit um, that I ground out. Yeah. No, overall, it's a great game. I would I recommend this game to everyone who loves Pokemon. It's more Pokemon. It's yeah, more, it's who, more Pokemon. who doesn't love more Pokemon, right? So Okay. So anyway, on to our next segment, and one of the segments that we're going to have on every episode, I hope. What's that? What was that? What was that? Beard watch. Here we go. First beard watch ever. Episode one goes to Zach. Or our friend, Teddy Bear. The Teddy Bear. The Teddy Bear his, champ. His beard, I know you can't see it because this is audio, but his his beard, it's glorious. Um, His mustache isn't as glorious as George's, though. <laughs> his, his mustache and beard blend together to make a wonderful form. If it were to be put in food... Uh, euphemisms, it would be a, a, a beautiful rack of lamb with a mint jelly. Does that go with rack of lamb? It doesn't matter. With a mint jelly and a, and, and a side of saison on the side. It's a beautiful beer, so I'm trying to tell you. It's, it's emboozled with gems. And we'll, and we'll definitely be you know, tweeting uh, Zach's yeah, we'll profile be, we'll infor- information out so, so we, can, we can highlight him for Beard Watch. It's but, beautiful. But it's... yeah, every, every week we're going to highlight a, a member of our community with an epic beard and or mustache just to just show a little love. Um, because again, you know, this, this podcast is about dad's beards and nerds so we gotta we gotta highlight a beard that beards nerds so. um but yeah zach zach you have won the first ever beard watch on the dad's uh beards Woo! nerds podcast so everybody give it up for zach give it up. if you see him um go get close to his face and just run your run your tongue the length of his beard um <laughs> if his wife is around maybe pull him into a bathroom <laughs> or a side spot where she can't see you but just uh run your tongue down the length of his beard just to, so you can understand you know something you just gotta taste to understand how good it is um but just run your tongue down his beard and then maybe look into his his eyes get close to one of his ears and whispers big poppy <laughs> for no particular reason but just just to say it just just to say it okay oh my so goodness. that was funny george what are you playing right now oh my goodness what am i not playing right now um, recently picked up a couple couple great packs on Steam. Um, I got the classic Doom pack on Steam. It came with Doom, Doom 2, and Final Doom, um, plus a lot of mods. It's a whole lot of Doom. That's a whole lot of Doom. And I, and I already have Doom 2016. The only Doom I don't own is Doom 3, but we don't talk about Doom 3 on this podcast. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. Doom 3 was its, it's own It's like thing. Season 2 of Heroes? Yeah, Doom, <laughs> Doom 3 compared to the rest of the Doom series was definitely a... They, they, they went a survival horror esque direction with it and if you play it it's not a bad game but it's not a true doom Doom game true game um doom is about ripping and tearing through everything gripping and ripping yeah and uh doom 3 was a little bit slower a little bit more dynamic in its 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 visuals and not as fast paced but um not saying it was a a a bad game but it's just not what i would consider a true doom game personally 
Um, the other, the other fake doom, fake exactly. doom, <laughs> fake doom. The other thing, a couple other games I've been playing recently, uh, Fallout New Vegas. I mentioned it earlier, picked it up on Steam. I think it was like three dollars forty nine cents on the Steam sale. Um, one of my favorite Fallout games, definitely the darkest Fallout game I've ever played. Um, in terms of dark, I'm talking about. I mean, we're talking about slavery. We're talking Jesus about Christ. sex workers. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, dark, it's Vegas, though. It is New Vegas. The fact that there are sex workers does not surprise me. But no. slavery, my God. Yeah, slavery. Well, there were slavers in Fallout Three. I don't know if you remember. No, I I got to that very first building right after where there's a girl and there's like a bot and I think you can get a bobblehead there and I said this game's so great and I went and played Call of Duty. <laughs> So yeah, um, but Fallout New Vegas, um, uh, definitely a step above Fallout Three, in my opinion. Fallout Three is a great game, but Ve- New Vegas, I think, still is definitely my favorite Fallout game so far. Uh, I've been playing the heck out of it on PC since I never owned it on PC, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, and then outside of that, I've been playing a whole lot of Overwatch with, with my brother Ben. Um, we got a new hero coming out for Overwatch here pretty quick. Uh, he's Re- a hamster. He's a hamster. His name is Wrecking Ball. It's although like two feet, right? Uh, well, no, he's actually in a mech. No, 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 no. I mean, but him, uh, someone was explaining yeah. that he's got an actual, like, backstory. He's like a foot and a half, two feet. Yeah. Because he was experimented on where, the same place the ape guy was experimented yeah, on? Yeah, on the moon. Yeah, okay. on the horizon lunar colony. So, he, he's a, a super intelligent hamster that was able to basically hitch a ride on... Fucking Overwatch. I know. He, he's... Because <laughs> reasons. Basically able to hitch a ride back to Earth with, <laughs> on, on, uh, Winston's <coughs> escape pod... Okay. And uh, he's long been in story- Australia, just yeah. fucking building a mech. And on long story short, he landed on in Australia, and he's been building. <laughs> I can't even say this to the straight face. He's oh, been building a mech. Oh. Now the gameplay looks great with him. I'm really excited for the new hero. I think he's gonna bring a really great adjustment to the meta, um, especially right now with triple tank being a thing, and then uh, triple support. So it's gonna be really nice to see a new hero added. That's yeah, not because Brigitte is kind of a low skill high reward yeah. character um i would say uh hammond oh i'm sorry excuse me wrecking ball the name of the hamster is hammond everyone's calling him hammond i think i'm gonna keep calling him hammond just for fun can you imagine george real fast i'm so sorry to take this to uh, to this tangent but can you imagine making a game so successful and so lucrative where the owner of who makes Overwatch? Uh, Blizzard, Activision, yeah. and Blizzard. Yeah. Can you imagine being a CEO of Blizzard and coming into the to the to the Overwatch room like, yeah, uh, yeah. So my uh, my sister in law is making me fucking let my nephew make a character. So he's a hamster <laughs> in, a, in, in a fucking orb, and uh, yeah, make it happen. And you're the they're the developers like. I guess we're gonna make uh any names? Uh well he's a hamster, so let's name him Hammond. Shut the fuck up, Chuck. That's a stupid fucking name. Three months later, yeah, we're gonna name him Hammond. Well now now, Don't tell now, Chuck. now hold on, hold on. Because his, in, in the game his his name on the PTR is actually Wrecking Ball. But on the Horizon Lunar Colony, if you look at there's a roster sheet on the wall, there's two subjects missing. There's Winston, which is the eight. Yeah. And then there's Hammond, the hamster. Now, most of the Overwatch community has called him Hammond. His name's I, Hammond at this point. I, most I, of the I, Overwatch community calls him Hammond. Yeah. He's Hammond. I believe I believe they're going to change the name to Hammond. I don't think Wrecking yeah. Ball is going to stick personally. But, no, but as of right, but can't, as, they, can't they have it to where though his game name is? Because Overwatch is the only game that I know of that has this 
intense or other than World of Warcraft, this lore yeah. that is so kept by the community that they go, oh, I'm going to be Hammond. Like, yeah. Wrecking Ball, like, uh, no, read the comics, fuck Tard. Yeah. It's well, Hammond. I, I mean, it would make sense that it would be Hammond because, again, we have Winston. Yeah. Winston is Winston. Hammond is Hammond. And Winston's not like, Power Ape! Diva is Diva. She's not calling herself Mecha, even yeah. though she's in her armor suit called yeah. Mecha. So I, I, I really do... I, I want Blizzard to change the name to Hammond. As of right now, he's referred to as Wrecking Ball officially, yeah. but everyone's calling him Hammond. So, um, But anyway, that's that's what I've been playing, Anthony. Uh, what about you? Okay, obviously, so obviously Pokemon Quest. Yeah, obviously Pokemon a Quest. A shit ton of Pokemon Quest. More Pokemon Quest than one human being should probably consume. Um, also, uh, I'm going to save that second one for the last. Uh, Stardew Valley. <clears throat> What a great game. Oh, my God. I, Chuck, I, Chucklefish, I mean, if, if he, you ever listen to this podcast, so God, weird. dude, you are amazing. I love Stardew Valley. Love it. Um, I never have been into a farm simulator game before, unless you want to count, like, Terraria. And see, I was super big into Harvest Moon back in the day. So yeah, this, I, this I never, really, this I never really understood that, that, that loop. Yeah. Like, the loop we were talking about with Pokemon Quest. Um, wow. What a game. What a game. But, this is your first but, farm simulator. This is the perfect yeah, game to jump into. If you've never played Harvest Moon or any of these, you know, uh, low-key farm simulators, we're not talking about Farm Simulator 2018 here. We're um, driving a tractor. Yeah, we're, we're li- literally driving a tractor. We're talking about low-key, earthy, or down-to-earth farms. Um, God, it's an amazing game. Not only can you completely build the farm the way you want it, buildings and all, but... I mean, there's so much character interaction throughout the whole game with NPCs. And now, yeah. on PC, we have multiplayer in beta, which, from what I've seen, is functioning really well. And that's awesome. I, I, I want more of this. I want more interaction with my friends in these kinds of games. Yeah. I think it's a great thing. Okay, so sorry. We had to take a small break, but we are back. Um, so, back to Stardew Valley. Um, to just kind of, I guess, re- reiterate and close that out. Great game. Oh, awesome. I wasn't expecting to like this game as much as I did, and it kind of just, like, Pokemon Quest so grabbed me by the balls and just said, no, you're going to play me. And I said, okay. Um, <clears throat> next up, though, on what I've been playing, uh, Bioshock Collection. <clears throat> and here comes that tangent. Oh, here we go. please, please, as a developer, don't lock your game from being streamed. Don't lock your game from being streamed. You want to so know stupid. the one way to get people to not want to play your game, especially in a streaming era, is lock that shit. Persona 5, Bioshock Collection. It, okay, so I was very, very... Was it last night? No, the other night. Two, two nights ago. Two nights ago, yeah. I can't... I was out. I was working, and I'm hyping this up for myself. I'm playing on stream. I didn't care about... Playing it on, like, I cared about playing on stream, but I was really stoked about playing the game. But I wanted to stream it. That was a caveat. I was like, I want to stream it. People are going to love it. This game is amazing. Bioshock 1 is one of my all time favorite games. It's one of the only games I've played multiple times through. Um, <clears throat> and they, it's not streamable for some reason. And I, I looked it up, and there's really no actual reason. It's just, it's just not. And I'm like, but why? <clears throat> but <clears throat> with that small tangent out of the way, I, I, I feel like, like you were saying, though, like, as a developer, why wouldn't you want people <coughs> to show your game? I don't you know? know. It's free advertising, yeah. and you got the you already got them to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you stole it and you're and you're yeah. playing a pirated version. Imagine this is what a ten year old game. Yeah, that I'm literally going to rant and rave about while I stream for what an hour, two hours. 
maybe three. Yeah. And like I'm trying, like everyone in my stream is going to be watching me play and hearing me rant and rave about it. How much well, I love it. And I know you were you were again similar situation. You were super bummed about Persona Five. Oh my god! Not yeah. being able to be streaming. I haven't after played a it point. since then. Yeah, I haven't played it since then. Bioshock. I've played more today. Yeah, it's it's just it. It's such a great game. I just what a weird thing to put on there. Yeah. That you can't stream uh, it. Overall, though, I think publishers need to understand <clears throat> that streaming is a mainstream thing right now. It's not just something that you know Joe Blow in his basement that lives with his mother wants mm-hmm. to do for passive income. That this is something that people like myself, yourself, that want to do on the regular to engage with their friends and other people that have a common interest, just like a podcast. It's just so, it's free advertising too. Like, exactly. why would you not want that free free advertising yeah. on there? And especially for a game that's that old, you know, but, and, and being re released yeah. in a collection. Why not? It just it it still plays like just as well, just as good. It just like I love that game, and I was really pissed off, and I'm like, I'm not going to play this game. Wrong. I, I've been playing it. I was playing it all day today. Um, <laughs> it is just that good of a game, and I have some of the most fondest memories. Like, there's certain games in your life where you've played and you've beat, but you've got these memories of them. Like, Final Fantasy VIII is another thing. What is the tangent? That's two tangents in the first episode. Hey, Sony and Square Enix, where the fuck is Final Fantasy VIII on the PlayStation Network? You got Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy IX in it, but where the fuck is Final Fantasy VIII? George, can we call this Final Fantasy VIII Watch? They will not. I, I you know, and it's funny you mentioned that. They will not put eight out again. I don't why? know why. I don't know. I I can't figure it out. But you know, they're so focused on the Final Fantasy VII remake. I think maybe they're holding off on eight. It just doesn't make any sense. But I mean, the Final Fantasy VII remake's been what announced for what like fifteen years now. That so. game's gonna be the next Final Fantasy XV slash Kingdom Hearts three. Kingdom Anyways, Hearts three. Yeah. Across <laughs> no. the tangent, we're back to Bioshock. I'm so sorry. But Bioshock, other than my own personal issues with it, great game. I have loved playing it again. The nostalgia. It, it's Ten years later, it is still such a great game. And it runs so smooth. And it looks so beautiful. And it just... It is a timeless game. It's, it's up there timeless with Mario 1. Uh, the very first Zelda. Zelda A Link to the Past. Mario 64, there's a lot of Nintendo games for that are timeless games, but yeah. in, in all fairness, they deserve that. Um, agreed, agreed. It is a timeless game. In 20 more years, we'll play that game and still love that game. Yeah. Well, and, and as somebody that, unfortunately, I've never played Bioshock, and I know you, you, you hate me for saying that, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I've heard a lot from people that, you know, Bioshock is a franchise that will... To stand the test of time it's, and it's, it, the, it's what, not, one of these days i'm going to pick it up and i will play through it and i will i'm sure i'll appreciate it just as much as you because i know like yourself so many yeah. other people that are so passionate about it and and attest to the game's greatness um but again you know it, i i can't wrap my head around not being allowed to stream it i can't yeah it sucks and uh, i mean you haven't played that game yet so you, you cannot play it because of that but I've played that game before. I played, I, think I, yeah. I played it originally on the 360, and then I bought it for the... It's, this, is, this and Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 1 is three games that I've bought on at least three platforms because it's that good, Yeah, and I want to support it. But the whole not streaming thing is one of the weirdest, dumbest moves um, that I've seen in a long time other than when Persona 5 did it. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5's too, their excuse, we don't want people to see the story. What? I can watch a YouTube video with all your cutscenes, 
But that's where you draw the line is streaming. Well, yeah, and and that's what I'm coming where I'm coming from with it is you know the story once the game's released I think after the point of maybe three days and I think that's a very fair time frame to give a brand new release three days after that point I would say you don't have an excuse to not be able to stream it yeah I think a game should be streamable from day one because there are people who aren't going to play that game, but they want to watch someone stream. Well, and, and personally, I'm of the opinion if you're going to buy it, yeah, then I should be able to stream it. Yeah, you know, I'm not just redistributing this 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 uh, product yeah. for free. I'm basically just playing it. And it, what's the difference between me inviting twelve of my friends over to sit in my living room and watch me play this game? Exactly. You know, or 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 you know, it, it essentially. It's entertainment being provided. Again, it's also free marketing for your your product. So exactly. I, I don't see the negative of it. I, I can't. Because you know I'm going to be on stream playing that game just being like ranting and raving about it. Oh, for sure. I, I'm playing it not on stream and I'm ranting and raving about it to my wife. And, and on this podcast. So, <clears throat> But I, it, it just it doesn't compute. It, it, it just it's such a weird it's, it's, it's such a weird decision it's in just general not, for developers to it's make. It's just not logical as Spock would say. I mean, in, yeah. In this, in this time of the way we play video games and consume media at this point in time, it's just it's not logical. But so, I mean, yeah. but that's what I've been playing. So Pokemon Quest, Bioshock, Stardew. George, you were playing Doom, Fallout New Vegas, and Overwatch. A ton of it. So um, hoping to keep it up. So George, this has been episode one of the Dad's Beards Nerds podcast. Um, so outro news, real fast. Once again, we are on Twitter. You can find us at Dad's Beards Nerds. Um, we will post all our relevant links in the comics, uh, comment section, uh, wherever you are viewing this or hearing this. Well, you won't be viewing it, but you'll be hearing it. Um, for now, I, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listening to episode one. George, yeah. you got anything you want to say? I just want to say thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us all. Um, I had a great time tonight, Anthony. Thank you so much for coming and uh, doing this with me. It's been an honor and a blast. I think we've gone over a little over an hour now, huh? Yeah, a little bit over like almost an hour ten. This has been amazing. So I just want to say thank you, George, for doing this with me as well. And thank well, you I all finally, for listening. I finally found my podcast, my podcast brother. But um. Until next time, we are Dads, Beards, Nerds. Uh, We will talk to you later. Goodbye. Take care, everyone.